Welcome back to another episode of Clash at the Roundtable. I'm your host, Ro. And then we're going to go ahead and get into things real quick. We're going to talk about this undisputed revamp. Um, For those who have been living in The Rock, we already know Uncle Shea Shea left for ESPN to do first take, I believe, with Stephen A. So now, you know, undisputed, they've been gone for a minute. You know, and not only have they been gone for a minute, but they turned around and revamped everything from the song to having not one or two, but having four different um, co-hosts on, you know, said show. Now, in my first thought, I would say this when I heard the names of Michael, Michael Irvin, um, Keyshawn, Sherman, and of course, Skip is like, ah, this might be a little bit shaky because we all know that huh, Michael Irvin will talk your head off and, you know, Sherman, he's going to, I want to say not talk your head off, but will, you know, put little smart little jabs and stuff like that where it's like, ah, you got to catch those things. And Keyshawn, ah, to me, Keyshawn is like, yeah, is either, he's neither here nor there in my opinion. But nonetheless, you know, and then also putting Skip in, in the mix with those is like, oh, this could be a disaster. Now, I will say this. Compared to the song, first of all, we already know the song was created by Lil Wayne. The first version of Undisputed when you had Uncle Shay Shay and, you know, Skip, I was like, okay, you know, it's a dope song. But... You could tell Wayne was in his bag on this one. So, like, I, w- I would immediately give props to, you know, that right there. It's like, ah, they got something right there. And I ain't much going to flex with you. They do got something with that, that particular song and stuff like that. Now, when we look at the overall success of that show, yeah, that was just the first episode. Honestly, you can tell that with Skip and the rest of them, F... Egos are not checked at the door. It could be problems. But you can see that with Skip, he kind of checked his ego at the door a little bit. You know, got off that high horse, if if you want to call that that. But, you know, he got off of it to bring those three into, you know, the undisputed bubble. But you could tell, like, he didn't get really, he got words in, but not like, Words you would think like Skip would get in because he would try to dominate, you know, the conversation and stuff like that. But with him not getting as much words and you see, you know, on one segment, you know, the one that's going around town, you know, just making <laughs> lead way, you know, you could tell Skip was like, ah, I'm frustrated. And then also you could tell that he even came out, if I ain't mistaken, he even came out and said it. And later on in the episode, like, well, if y'all would have just let me got a word in, because, you know, we got time slates. And that I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, when you're doing episodes of that magnitude, you have your segments of where we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z. This is where we're going to put this at. This is where we're going to put that at and stuff like that. That way everything will be, well, the show flows smoothly. And that's honestly, that's what even podcasts where, you know, you have your markers of like, all right, you know, this is what I'm going to talk about that. 
this topic will lead to this topic, hopefully. And you arrange your stuff similar to that, you know, and that's that's with TV shows as well. So, like, I understood what Skip was saying when he's like, hey, you know, yeah, we, we got to move on and stuff like that. So, like, you have to be cautious of that in general when when you're doing shows like that. But honestly, the show, uh, you, you can tell it has lots of potential. Um, if like all of them stay on the same page and like I said, check the ego out the door, I think honestly that would be, you know, something that can ultimately have a positive effect in my opinion, if everything goes smoothly, you know, cause when you have two people in general doing part, well, not doing podcasts, but, um, doing a show like Undisputed, you know, what happens a lot is the two hosts, they kind of like, oh, well, you know, let me piggyback off of what you just said, you know, or not even just piggyback, but, you know, hey, I don't really have no fight in this or, you know, stuff, little stuff like that. So to have four of them, I would love to see how this continues to go, even though, yeah, I look at it as just the first show up for them. I also like that the segment that uh, Sherman and Skip did where they had a one-on-one where, you know, Michael Irvin and um, Keyshawn wasn't at the table with them, where they actually sat down and talked about what happened in that viral clip of Richard Sherman on first take. And you got a different insight, which I thought was, was dope in his own sense. But, you know, if they can somehow keep that together and not only just keep it together, but do something with what the momentum that they got, I honestly think that that's going to, is going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. And those people that say, Oh, well, I hate it and stuff like that. I feel like they're just looking at it from a, well, we had uncle Shay Shay. We want uncle Shay Shay and stuff like that. And not, realizing like hey Shannon left <laughs> we went got three other people that know sports and you know at different positions which I feel like with that it brings a different texture to the the show you have two wide receivers in two different decades well not really two different decades but almost sort of similar and stuff and then you also have Sherman which is a cornerback from the NFL of a different decade than those two brings something totally different to the table. And then you also have Skip, you know, not saying that Skip is not knowledgeable of what he what he brings to the table, but at the same time, like, let's let's be real. You want someone that has played that sport or has played sports in general that can ultimately talk about sports in period, you know. And that would, I feel like that what makes a show in general. That's just in my opinion, but you know, hey, I could be wrong. You know, don't don't quote me on it. Now, let's go ahead and get into some other stuff. Now, speaking about shows and people and stuff like that, so rumor has it that came out. Well, I wouldn't say rumor, but you know, don't quote me on this. Well, I wouldn't say don't quote me on this, but you know. The guy, a.k.a. Steve Harvey, 
you know, for those who are going to really ask me who I'm talking about, Steve Harvey in general, you know, his wife is allegedly cheating on him with <laughs> not only the bodyguard, but also the chef, which that is mind-boggling because a lot of females, and the reason why I say that is mind-boggling because a lot of females take advice from um, Steve on the quote-unquote thing like a man, act like a, well, think like a lady, act like a man, or whatever the case may be, you know, whatever whatever the title of the, of the damn book is, you know, they go listen to him or people in general listen to him for advice as far as relationships. And here it is, his wife getting, <laughs> and I hate to say this, but taking it, getting taken to pound time, not by him, but by people that he pays to cook for him and, well, cook for them and also guard them. So that, ah, I know bro man got to be hurting right now on that because, like, that is, that is sad. And I, and I'm, and I mean, like, from a standpoint of, like, man, I'm telling all these people, like, hey, you know, y'all need to do X, Y, and Z. Y'all, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do that. And a lot, let's, let's be for real, a lot of people look up to that. And not only do they look up to that, they're like, yeah, you know, Steve ain't going to steer us wrong and stuff like that. Steve's going to do this. Steve's going to do that. And look at this shit. I guarantee you I feel stupid now. Look at that. Like, honestly, look at it. You know, but hey, we all make mistakes. Hopefully, you know, it's not a messy divorce. If he does decide to get a divorce, you know, and hopefully he's able to rebound. But hey, <laughs> like mother, like daughter, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. But. Before I wrap this part up, I am going to tell you about this upcoming, because college football is back as of when whatever time you hear this. College football comes back this Thursday, and that opening matchup is against the number ranked, 14th ranked Utah versus Florida. Hopefully, Florida puts on for the SEC, you know, cheering for them a little bit, just because they're an SEC school. But it was some games that was played in week zero. And against Notre Dame and Navy, I do feel like Notre Dame being ranked at number 13, I do feel like they might have something going on a little bit. Now, not saying, hey, yo, y'all guys, y'all guys got to take Notre Dame serious, but they, I was, I was impressed with Notre Dame in week zero. I was really impressed with them, them taking on Navy. They put up a total of 42 points. And only gave up three. And that three came up in the fourth quarter. And <laughs> let's be for real. That's probably garbage time when they gave up those three points. But nonetheless, the whole uh, Navy team to was three and three quarters to zero. And only giving up, not even much giving a touchdown up, only giving up a field goal. Says speaks a lot. I honestly do feel like they could have ran up score even more. But, you know, the head coach... Walk dolls back. Now, the other matchup from week zero was the USC. They was ranked number six. They're ranked number six in college right now. And San Jose State. Now, here's my opinion on this one. Because even though they won 56-28, honestly, I... San Jose, they should have never. I, I I would expect the Navy score 
for San Jose State, you know. But honestly, it didn't happen. Like, it really didn't happen. You know, late, I'll say this, not even much late, but in the second quarter, they was San Jose was only down by a touchdown. Where now you're seeing, and I get it, it's the first, well, not not the first week, but week zero of college. And you're like, all right, you know, let's see what we got out there. But let, let's be for real. Huh. That, yeah, I I don't, their defense, I don't trust USC and all the polls are saying like, hey, you know, USC, they should be a top, top five, you know, in the top five of college and not only just in the top five, but they should make the college uh, playoffs. From what I've seen, yeah, that defense is not going to help them. It's not, it's not going to do anything for them special. So, like, if, if you had USC in <laughs> your conversation, yeah, that you're, you shouldn't. It's, it's terrible. I wouldn't. I would reconsider, you know, putting USC. And I get it. You know, they got Caleb Williams under center. And you're like, hey, you know, we're going to be good because we have that. But at the same time, you also got to have a defense to back up Caleb Williams and stuff like that. And that's what any, that's what any, team you're thinking about playing against or going against like look at Georgia for the last couple of seasons you know not only they had a suspect ass quarterback but even though they had a suspect ass quarterback they had a good offense to belt to you know work with him not only that but they had a strong defense and looks like they're still gonna have a strong defense this year but you know with USC, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't trust them. I would. I would. Trusting USC is like trusting the Cowboys. Thinking the Cowboys is going to win the Super Bowl. Like, nah, that's not going to happen. Um, for Saturday games, you have Middle Tennessee versus number four Alabama. I feel like what, and I wouldn't even say what scares me, but at the same time, what worries me a little bit is the fact that. The quarterback situation, and not even just quarterback, is a lot of unknowns on that Alabama team where Middle Tennessee will be a good warm-up for us. Hopefully, we'll pull that off. Well, I wouldn't say hopefully. I do feel like, honestly, we're going to pull that off and (laughs) win with flying colors. But I do expect, you know, mistakes to happen. Honestly, I do feel like this defense is going to need to carry – us a little bit more than what they did in the past years because I don't trust our quarterback play. Hell, when it comes down to our wide receiver play, yeah, we now know. (laughs) But another another game that's going on, you have East Carolina versus number two Michigan, which I do feel like Michigan is going to put the dogs on East Carolina, so I don't even want to talk about that one. Tennessee versus Virginia, I do expect Tennessee to – also walk the dogs on Virginia as well. Colorado TCU. Now that game, I'm glued to. I'm when I say I'm glued to the TV. I'm glued to the TV, and this is why I'm glued to the, to the TV because that's the first time we'll see great Dion Dion Sanders on a Colorado sideline, and I do expect from all the buzz that has been happening, you know, this past. All season of college, I do expect Colorado to, to punch TCU 
in the fucking mouth. Now, don't get me wrong, TCU has been recruiting as well, but at the same time, I do feel like Colorado may just be a better team. Now, do I expect growing pains with Colorado? Yes, but I don't expect them to have that much growing pains. But like I said, I'm intrigued to see what what's going to happen in this particular game. That's why I'm going to be glued to the seats. Uh, later on, you have Arizona State. Well, Arkansas State versus Oklahoma. My bad to Arizona State. But I do expect Oklahoma to take that. Utah State versus Iowa. Uh, I really don't care about that one. But I do feel like Iowa might take that one. Mercer versus Ole Miss. I do expect Ole Miss to take it over Mercer. That should be a cakewalk. Oregon versus Portland State. Yet again, here it is. I do expect Oregon to, you know, take that one. Ohio State versus Indiana. Um, honestly, it. I feel like that's a toss-up. I think if Ohio State doesn't come out strong, I do think Indiana will upset them. I, I do feel like that's going to be an upset. Uh, Washington State versus Boise. I'm giving that to Washington State. Boise State has not been a threat since whew, early 2000s. And that's just me being honest. Rice versus Texas. Honestly, Texas has the team to to beat Rice. And I got my money on Texas. I do believe Texas, even though they're ranked number 11, I do feel like they should be ranked a little bit higher. I do think they should be in the top 10 or at least in the top five, in my opinion. You got Tennessee versus Notre Dame this week. Again, I do expect Notre Dame to, you know, <laughs> do what they did last week. Put the dogs on Tennessee like they did with the Navy. You got Buffalo versus Wisconsin. Um, I do feel like Wisconsin is going to beat Buffalo. Uh, you have your <laughs> defending champs <laughs> versus UT Martin. Um, I honestly, you already know the deal. If Georgia lose that shit, they're trash. Um, but I don't expect Georgia to lose at all. They have a cake, a cupcake schedule in every all this all this time everybody's like, oh, you know, <laughs> Alabama has um, a cupcake schedule and stuff like that. And we're telling you, hey, no, we don't really have a cupcake schedule, but Georgia definitely has a cupcake schedule. But nonetheless, I feel like Kirby Smart is gonna have them well prepared and honestly not even much just that but Kirby in general they're gonna I feel like Georgia's gonna have that underdog mentality this whole season. Just my opinion. You got Nevada versus USC. Um I do feel like uh, I I'll rock out with USC just because of Caleb Williams. Other than that, if it wasn't if they didn't have Caleb I do I would say Nevada would be upsetting USC this week, but just because they got Caleb Williams, I do feel like they have a <laughs> they have a chance to beat this team down. Uh, Southern East Missouri State versus Kansas State. I do think Kansas State will win. New Mexico versus Texas A&M. I'm going up with an upset just because I don't like Texas A&M, and I do think that is a trash-ass program. And all my Texas fans that listens, bite me. So I'm going with New Mexico. West Virginia versus Penn State. I do think Penn State will ultimately beat West Virginia. 
I do think that will be a good game, but Penn State do has a, a real good running back. I do like their running back. The Battle of Carolina, South Carolina versus North Carolina. Ooh. <laughs> I feel as though that South Carolina is going to walk away with this victory. If they could build up, take the momentum that they had from, you know, last season, ending last season on the high note that they did, you know, and I get it. They beat a banged up Tennessee team, but nonetheless, they did, you know, finish out very strong. So I do expect them to try to recapture what they had last year and, you know, beat a number 21 ranked team in North Carolina. You got South Alabama versus Tulane. Like, do we really care about this game? But I'm going with Tulane. Um, and then on Sunday, you have Oregon State versus San Jose State. Of course, I'm going to go with Oregon State. You know, uh, I don't really believe that much in San Jose, but I do feel like Oregon can get the job done. Possibly. Then you have a marquee matchup with LSU versus Florida. Number five ranked LSU versus the number ranked number eight ranked Florida State. Oh man. Um last year that was a it was last year was a good matchup. I'm not even much gonna flex with y'all. Yeah, with y'all. Like that was a good matchup last year. Ultimately, and I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, Florida State won. So I do feel like with LSU having their head coach, which he sucks, by the way, for another year underneath their belt, I do feel like LSU can walk away with this this game here. I'm going to go with LSU on this one. And then the Monday to wrap up week one in college football, you got the number nine Clemson versus Duke. Now, this is just a cakewalk for Clemson. That's just in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that that is gonna be a cakewalk. Um, like I always tell y'all, man. Hopefully y'all continue to wear your crowns and have a blessed one. I'm out.